How long have we been? We can start. <laughs> okay. How's it going, Evan? How's it going? Um, doing well, Brian. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. I saw that you picked up a few cards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. After uh, last week's random commander, I want to try out Mons. Because I, I have a deck well. that, like, if I only port, like, 15 cards into it will work. Basically, <laughs> if I just add goblins to a deck I already have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the beauty about goblins is that as long as you have a red deck, you can just add goblins. Yeah. It's been sort of my thing of... I keep changing red decks. I can't figure out one that works, but I just have a pile of, like, all the red cards you should play. It's like, here they are. You just need to add the part that fits your commander. They're like chocolate chips. You can put them in any, any recipe, Pretty and it much. works. So like, you know, pancakes? Yeah, sure, yeah. toss them in there. So it's, it's uh, at the moment, it's a uh, Mon's Storm, which makes no sense. <laughs> that should, should work, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, just generate as much mana and goblins as possible, and then have them all die and just see what happens. And just kill people. Yeah. That's what Mon says, yeah. That's the that's the trick. Welcome <laughs> to week five. We got to five. Mm. That's like a number that's that so people f- pay attention to. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, Facebook now. We do. We have a Facebook group. That. It's yeah. at EDH Wrecked with a W. We also um, have an email. EDHrecked oh, okay, at gmail.com. Brian doesn't email us. Tell me we have that. I added it to the Facebook group. You could have <laughs> okay. just seen it by looking at it. You could have I, just seen it by looking at it. I don't look at Facebook. <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah, EDHrecked uh, at gmail.com is our email, and our new Facebook group is EDHrecked, a podcast. Uh, you can find us there. You can drop us uh, any texts, emails. Uh, we got a really good suggestion, actually, from uh, a listener. Yeah, who so we don't even know. No, we just got this. So if you've got thoughts or things you want us to discuss, or yeah. uh, if you're uh, whatever, uh, send us a message because we're usually we've got a pile of ideas to do, but we can put them all aside for something we, more present. We push them aside for people. So uh, <laughs> so we've got that for our, sort of our, our opening topic, and then we're gonna do our random commanders, and we're gonna do our homework. Uh, we have. Yes. Uh, I have to talk about an Omnath deck that's not land based, and you have to talk. I about have to talk about Amanitu. Is that a Amanatu? Name? I Amanatu, uh, using the alt. Yeah. So we'll do that at the end. Um, so we should probably get started on the uh, the topic of the week. Yes. So this came to us from a listener who posted it on our Podbean site, actually, mm-hmm. uh, about two topics that he would like us to do segments. So we're taking one of them. Because the other one is impossible. Yeah, um, the other one was like send in suggestions. Yeah, we people talk send about in their, it, but their we don't decks. have any actual. No one sent us a suggestion, no, no. so we can't do anything. But if anyone does want to send us a deck list uh, that they've built and they want us to go over it, by no means are we experts. But you know, between the two of us, we might be able to find some fun things to throw in. Right. Um, but this suggestion was to take some top EDH generals. And sort of devised, he, he called it, or she called it, I believe, uh, Weaver's End was the person's name, uh, Achilles' Heel. So yeah. name places where you can get through on these generals, or cards that will screw them, or tactics that Yeah, work. I sort of wrote down as like, dealing with difficult commanders. Yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, they didn't suggest any, so we just picked three uh, we that we, I guess, are currently playing against in our sort of... Meta. Or just our problems whenever they hit. Yeah, though mm-hmm. I want to talk about that uh, this whole this whole finite commander thing's working for us because uh, how many Urza decks have you played against? None. I have also played against none. Uh, so. We've also played against no first sliver decks. Correct. And only one Yogmoth. Yeah. So, so it's very difficult to create these new generals. I think without just stepping over that battery. Or is it just, I think, will randomly go infinite even if you try not to? Yeah, like I don't know really a whole lot you can do there. Um, Yogmoth, it's what, Nest of Scarabs, you go infinite? Yeah, yeah. First Slivers, it's just, 
everyone hates slivers, so yeah, pretty much. it doesn't matter what sliver lord you're playing. I was really expecting to see an influx of Trihard Generals, though, but I think we yes. saw more like War of the Sparks builds, War of Sparks builds, than we did uh, from Modern Horizons. So yeah, and I don't know if it's just our regular play group of... There's still like 20, 20 25 yeah, people. There's probably like 30 if you take some of the yeah. people who show up like every once a month. Yeah. Still very low. At the end of the day, nothing really compares to some of the generals that we're about to name anyway. The classics. Yeah, these ones will be ones we're currently so No Urza because we haven't played against it. We'll see how long that lasts. Yes. Um, so I think we're going to start with Atraxa. Is that it? Yeah, we'll start with Atraxa. Because everyone's getting Atraxa deck. There's always someone in your playgroup <laughs> that has an Atraxa deck. That's the purpose of Atraxa, I feel. We only uh, once had it where I think there were four people and they never accidentally all played each other in one round. No, they there wanted was, to happen. There was one they night three. I think I had to play against three attracts as one. Yeah, time. there was one night where there was three, but one of them, it was myself and a friend of mine. We only had one attracts between the two of us, so one was playing goat tracks. Right, your goat token, the goat token that we <laughs> turned into attracts, and then the other one was playing the actual attracts, and the goat used the oversized card so people could know right. what attracts did. <laughs> but yeah, we had a night with three, which is probably our top. Yeah, I, I feel like there was once four, but they might have been just messing around at your place. Not yeah, sure. I, but I mean, even for generals in in in, in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, excuse me. I don't feel that we've gone over three at, in a night. No, I can't think of other ones where we have multiple of the same one. Yeah, but sometimes tracks... you'll see two... Atraxa spiked again because of War of the Spark, so we keep seeing her. We do keep seeing her pop up. So Atraxa. So, so we're going to talk about just sort of things. Uh, I, I don't know if this suggestion was really to talk about cards. We'll talk briefly. Uh, mine, I mostly have like strategies, and they're pretty vague. I mostly thought up, you know, the cards that would get around them or uh, effects. Yeah. So yeah, and, and general strategies, of course, we'll go into, but... At the end of the day, I feel general strategy sort of ties into everything that we've been talking about yeah, the last basically. four episodes anyhow, yeah. <laughs> is uh, trying to set you up for the strategies to defeat uh, your opponents, uh, especially in a case like this. So Atrax is our first one. So Atrax is a 4-4 Angel Horror, uh, legendary, uh, with Flying, Vigilance, Lifelink, Death Touch, at end of turn, Proliferate. Yeah. So the and new rules for Proliferate are... The old rules were that you picked one token, one kind of token that was on every permanent or player, and you proliferated that kind of token. The new rules have changed a bit, where yeah. you proliferate one of each kind of token. Yeah, and that's why you have your Atraxa counter deck to try to get different types of counters yeah. on Atraxa, so you can you can uh, proliferate a two-two counter and a exactly. one-one counter. Exactly. So. Yeah, and and the same thing with the infect energy yeah. experience. You know, if someone has two of those, you do have to proliferate both if you choose them as one of the choices. So yeah. proliferate does not target, though. So it gets around uh, any sort of protections or hexproof and shroud. You're, it's a choice. It's not target. So just to put that out there, that you can proliferate something that's hexproof or in the uh, case of that new mythic green snake that oh, gets protection from everything, yeah. uh, you can proliferate that. Okay. If it gets tokens on it. So, just so everyone's clear. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty versatile. So, attracts are there's different builds. You see Super Friends, you see just uh, Voltron. Uh, apparently, people are messing around with the Stacks deck. I've never seen it, but I've heard people reference it. Yeah, attracts um, the Stacks. So, so, there's different varieties, but the thing with all attracts decks is they're very dependent on Atraxa. So, like, my first note is really just 
don't let Atraxa stay out. Yeah. That's your first thing. So we go back to our episode three where we talked about removal. <laughs> you have to have hours. removal. Because yeah. uh, if you leave it out and it proliferates everything, it'll get out of hand pretty quickly. But if you can just keep getting rid of Atraxa, they have to keep wasting their time recasting her. Yes. That's so, always, I mean, obviously that's a that's the best way to really deal with any general. Um, well, actually, the middle general that we're going to talk about, that's not a very good way to deal with it. But... Um, Generals that don't require recasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best way to really deal with them is to just keep them off the board. Barring that, uh, my suggestion is, especially if you're in white, you have an uh, extremely large amount of options. The yeah. number one option for Atraxa, without really making it your enemy too much and sort of drawing the, the hate, is Solemnity. Yeah. So Solemnity doesn't allow any tokens to be put on any permanents, except loyalty tokens. Yeah. So you can still Planeswalk. And no counters or tokens can be put onto players. Yeah, so it gets rid of experience counters. It well, it stops Stops them. Um, the beauty about Solemnity is that you can also play it with uh, anything with cumulative upkeep. And it shuts yes. that down. Yeah, Solemnity and uh, Glacial Chasm. Works very well, yeah. and that's a very good protector against Atraxa, shockingly. I mean, no one will like you when you play it, but <laughs> it, is, it is something you can do. It's uh, there. Decree of Silence, if De you want to lock out the whole game. Yep, Decree of Silence. Um, with Atraxa, really, it's about, I think it's about uh, efficiency. It's not Decree of Silence, is it? Yeah, yeah, is it's it? Decree okay. of Silence, Solemnity. So, for those of you who don't know, Decree of Silence is like a 23-drop blue spell. I don't. It's like 8 or 9. Uh, it's an enchantment that says... Whenever an uh, opponent casts a spell, counter that spell and put a token, a counter, on the Decree of Silence. When it gets three counters, sacrifice it. But with Solemnity, it doesn't get counters. So you just counter every spell. You counter everything they do. <laughs> so that's a hard lock for most generals. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yes, you're an asshole. But yeah, you stop everything at that point. Yeah, uh, I sort of have a note here with Atraxas that it tends to be... Um, People who play it, they tend to play selfish decks. They don't tend to have responses for you. So yep. you can keep all the pressure you want on them. Uh, the most they can do is sort of swing back at you. Uh, oh. You're not. They're not going to suddenly blow up all your stuff. They're not going to try to hate you out. If you can yeah. just keep the pressure on, keep removing a track so they will be able to do nothing. A Solemnity Immortal Sun will essentially lock out 95% of the attraction decks <laughs> that you will yes, find. Yes, Immortal Sun's a good one for any Super Friends. Yeah. And Again, because the... they usually don't have any response to Exactly. That. And Atraxa is, generally speaking, a Super Friends deck. Um, if it's not and you drop Solemnity, you're going to win anyway. But if they have a if they have Planeswalkers or playing Super Friends, Solemnity will not help you uh, at all. Unless they're also running Infect or plus one plus one counters. Yeah. But an Immortal Sun will lock out all of their Planeswalkers immediately. Yeah. Okay. They can they can proliferate the shit out of them. They're never able to activate them. Yeah. Right. He can still bump up the counters and then hope he can get rid of that Immortal Sun and ult them all. Yeah. Also, uh, just countering the alt with uh, disallows, and yep. I hesitate to say stifles because I hate <laughs> that card in Commander. I don't have a disallow, but I have a stifle. Uh, void slime shows up. Um, there's going to be that new one, oh, the, yeah, the, the one in a blue counter target legend or, or activated yeah. ability. Yeah, that one's pretty good. It looks like it's going to be good. Um, those are all tricks I find to get around a Traxa. Yep. Nevermore. Dark Steel yeah, mutation, yeah, uh, Song of the Dryads and Prison of the Moon, Prison of Moon. again, because they probably don't have a way to get rid of it. Yeah, I said it's usually a selfish deck. It doesn't play removal. It just plays all the good stuff they want. Yeah. So if you can throw any sort of wrench in it, they can't figure it out. That's the thing I find. Overwhelming Splendor. Well, come on now. <laughs> that's just a 
that's just a card that gets rid of everyone. But uh, the the thing about Atrax is that it's one of those generals that no one, and we spoke about this in one of the earlier podcasts about my thoughts on Atrax, is the reason she's so dangerous isn't because she has all those powers and she proliferates, which is how everyone plays her. It's because she's a 4-4 four, for four, 4 with all of the keywords that you need. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you still have to deal with Atraxa. Yeah, it's just a good body. Yeah, it's just a good thing. Anything else that combos. But with. so many players forget. I've watched players forget to swing with a Draxa. Just not swing because they're so focused <laughs> yeah. on doing the proliferate thing and yeah, planes walking. They forget, they forget like that they have something that'll just kill life, you. Like, like just yeah. go to town. Well, they need to block. It has vigilance. Oh yeah, forgot. It's like man, come on, <laughs> figure it out. When I play Traxa, it's all Traxa. It's just straight to the board. I'm going to take a Traxa to you. Yeah, but I don't play it the same way as everyone else. It seems. Um, well, it's because you've played like five different versions. So it's <laughs> it, then the one that won the most was the one where Atraxa is the focal point. Yeah, like just Voltron. It's yeah, usually. because you can run all the answers. Yeah. If I only need five pieces of equipment and a couple pump spells and then everything else is a red herring. And is it Finest Hour? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, that's the win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the spell you should counter in my deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's sort of just with a difficult one, it's just make sure your deck can hold them off. Make sure you've got quick responses if you want to be a total dick uh race out nevermore before they can yep. get uh get a tracks out uh put a dark steel mutation on them um but otherwise just make sure you always have something ready to deal with them or play the politics uh usually if a tracks is out and it's starting to come problem because a tracks is worse the longer it's on the board recruit some people to not swing at you and yep. deal with a tracks um it'll really help you out it I, I I feel much the same. It's one of those generals that, and I've suffered it being a, being a player with it, where you can have the whole board turn on you, and when you're playing a deck like Super Friends, where your only responses are on your turn, yeah, it creates a sort of a, a gridlock because your opponents, a lot of opponents, even when they say let's turn on you, won't do anything until they draw a card to remove. They're not going to swing into attracts it because of life gain unless they have lethal. Yeah. Uh, you know, too many times I've watched someone be like, swing, uh, block with Atraxa, she's 12-12. I gain 12, I take 10, I'm actually up 2. <laughs> like, so a lot of people won't do that. They'll just wait for their draw and be like, I can't do anything about it. So take advantage of that situation if you're the Atraxa player. Uh, but if you're not the Atraxa player, keep the pressure on it. Because even if you trade, that's a trade in your favor. That's yeah. one less turn Atraxa can swing. That's one less turn Atraxa can get out there and give that guy life. Yeah. Because if he blocks and lives, he gains four. And then if he swings, he gains another four. Yeah. So keep the pressure on that general and don't let them come out on top. Yeah, I had a game where a guy was playing Super Friends and there was someone was out. I can't remember how they got out of the game. And there were two of us left. And basically, he had so many ways to proliferate and do all this stuff. The fear was any any planeswalker could like alt at any moment yeah like even if he just played it so it was basically like he'd play a planeswalker and he'd plus it and then he'd add a bunch of stuff and he'd be really close and he'd be like uh you and me we have to kill like we're on the same page here we're killing every planeswalker that comes out yeah because it's gonna alt and if he managed to pull one off on his turn we'll deal with it but we can't let him have two turns because he'll probably alt it he has enough things yeah uh and so he just got hated out. He couldn't stop because he basically had a Trax as a blocker. So if the other guy swung a bunch of stuff and he had to block with a Trax, I'd get through and just ruin his whole day. Yeah. And then he'd try to rebuild, and then we'd do the same thing. It was a, yeah, the, the other side of it, though, is that as soon as you do have the mana for a Traxa, you 
are ahead of the game compared to most generals. So you got to keep that in mind. If you're playing a tracks, it's only a four drop. So most four drops aren't four four with all the keywords. Yeah. So you have to either deal with their land or their mana rocks or keep the pressure on killing a tracks because if 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 you get into a race where your general's dying to their general, chances are you're going to be behind. Well, the problem with the Traxa is that uh, you can get all those ones like the overflowing chalice, chalice the everflowing chalice, chalice and the astral cornucopia, and they'll just pull it out, and it doesn't matter. They'll always yep. have land, so uh, you're going to assume that a track's going to keep coming back unless you put in stuff to get rid of those things. But it tends to have uh, the mana base to keep coming. Yeah, and the 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 thing is, is that a lot of people find it a waste of time to destroy a, a everflowing chalice. With artifact removal. It is not a waste of time to destroy an Everflowing <laughs> Chalice if a Trax is out. If turn two he drops Everflowing and then turn four a Trax comes out, turn five you better destroy that Chalice. <laughs> yeah. Because it will be at 12 or 13. And then even if you kill a Traxa, I know me personally in the Trax decks I've seen, there's always an X spell sitting in the deck just waiting. Like some sort yeah. of bullshit like, uh, what's that one? X, white, white, black, black. Deal double X to each player, gain that much life. It's ridiculous. Death, death to the... Oh, I don't know. Uh, some, some Orzhov spell. Right. It's stupidity in a purse, but <laughs> it uh, if you have a Traxa with three things out, you know, if I have City of Shadows with 12 counters on it, yeah, you need and Everflowing at 10, you know, all of a sudden that's 22 plus the 4, each of you take 44. It's probably game. <laughs> yeah. um, so you just got to stop it before it has a chance to do that. Yeah, it's a kind of a crappy thing to say because really outside of the, like, general hints, there's not... Attracts is a tough general to deal with, you know. Yeah. It's it's there's no specific hand holding method or card that we could say will 100% lock it out. Like I said, if you're playing against a counters deck and you're in white, you have solemnity. Otherwise, if you know that you're going to be facing an attracts a deck, it's not too harmful to put Immortal Sun in your deck, even well, even if they're not running. In, it's a good it's card. A good card in most decks. Yeah. It gives you so much advantage. Yeah, but against attracts a super friends, it really closes the door. Yeah. On most of the deck. So we talk about our next one? Uh, I believe our next one will be the, the big drop. I think we should talk about the big drop next, maybe. I assume that's Maelstrom Wanderer. That would be Maelstrom okay. Wanderer, yeah. Keep having to play this one. Uh, this one keeps coming up. So as we were talking about sort of destroying one, one problem with Maelstrom is the more you destroy it and the more you bounce it, the more it gets its trigger. So it wants that to happen. Yeah. Um, which makes them really irritating. Uh, the other thing is uh, a well-designed deck will be like a Trax, as we said, of just have so much mana that they can always recast. Yep. So there's yep. sort of no end to it. Yeah. And so it can become a big problem. And half the time you're just like crossing your fingers with a completely whiff on the Cascade trigger. The best way to deal with Maelstrom is one of the same ways to deal with Atraxa. And it works almost better for Maelstrom in my mind because Maelstrom is a deck that is... So the problem with Maelstrom Wanderer is that you get caught in the situation where you don't want to run too many answers because if you flip those answers off of the Maelstrom trigger, you've thrown away a trigger. Yeah. So if you have so a bunch of counter spells, counter spells exactly, or whatever, yeah. You know, they'll they don't tend to run a lot of single target removal or I saw that one where someone had it and they flipped uh, like counter spell and fork. Yeah, and, and that was their flipped. cascade. And it was but, like your deck's built wrong. Yeah. And so <laughs> the the key about this is that a lot of the removal is going to be in creature form. So Rex Age. Because it gives haste, so you can yep. then get the trigger and then still swing. And then swing. Because so you could just play Crotion Grip, but... Yeah, which they won't. Well, they might. It's still a good play. But um, Rex Age, Acidic so Slime, things like that yeah. will be the removal. Bane of Progress. Bane of Progress. Um, 
It, depending on whether they run a lot of enchantments. Yeah. But as a general rule, you'll see that as the removal. So really the best way to get rid of Maelstrom is to leave it on the board but neutralize the threat. So Lingify, Song of the Dryad. Uh, well, not Lingify. That keeps it a creature. Song of the Dryad, um, Imprison in the Moon. Oh, not O-Ring. What's the other one that puts it off to the side? Imprison the Moon. I said Did that. Did you say one? Song of the Dryads? Yes. Uh, Dark Steel Mutation? Dark Steel Mutation keeps it a creature, so the Crystal Shard will be able to bounce oh, it. I don't know about Unfortunately. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but again, with the lack of sort of... Uh, again, it, it's a selfish deck. Uh, yeah. They're not going to have a whole lot of responses. They might have, like, Crotion Grip somewhere, but they're going to dig for it. Which exactly. Which means you're going to get a, a long time to sort of have them stuck doing nothing. A good way to also sort of stem the tide if your deck can build around it. Well, Teferi is an obvious answer, and it's yeah. especially fun when you flash Teferi in after they've cast Maelstrom Wanderer. Right, because then they just... All of their spells fizzle at that point. Yeah, they, they reveal, but they can't they actually cast them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Teferi locks them out because you can only cast spells at sorcery speed, and unfortunately the Cascade triggers immediately, which counts as instant speed, so yeah. they cannot cast any of them. Uh, also, Rule of Law is a fun one to have out because they can cast their general, but nothing else. Right, they can only cast one spell. One spell per <laughs> turn. Unfortunately, it affects you too, but that's fine as long as you can play through it. You can build your deck to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that the ones where things come into play tapped are pretty good, like uh, Frozen Aether or Urbrask or Kismet or Blind Obedience, because then if they drop Maelstrom and they drop their creatures, they don't get the haste effect. They don't, no. So they might Cascade, but then they're just dead in the water. Yeah, they have a bunch of tapped creatures that can't do yeah. anything. To so them. you've neutralized half the threat right there. Um, the other one I used to do is if I have to destroy Wanderers, I do it when they try to go to combat. You watch their mana so they can't cast them again. Yeah. Because they're like, well, I got a tally. Here I go. And it's like, destroy it. You guys don't have haste. And they're like, oh, past turn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like that's when you like get that. rid of them. And then everyone knows he's going to be recast next turn and what's on the board. So everyone turns against him anyway. Yeah. But you stopped the, you know, what was coming at you. The, 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 the funniest thing about Maelstrom Wander is the fact that sometimes you'll be at a table where Maelstrom's just going so hard so fast that you can slip really garbage things onto the board and everyone else will ignore you. Right, because they just see Maelstrom and yeah. everyone turns against it and no one notices anything you're doing. No, like, and you know, so as long as you have the presence of mind to keep an eye on your opponents, you can really get ahead with a good Maelstrom deck at the board as long as you can handle it with them. Yeah, uh, really, it comes down to the politics of swinging the team against the Maelstrom, which won't yeah. be difficult. No, because the first time you know Scourge of the Thrones comes down with the Maelstrom, everyone at the table is going to be like, "Okay, this guy's a piece of shit." Let's yeah. deal with this uh, right uh, now. Cascade an extra turn, and you're like, "Okay, if we survive this, we're all we're all against him." And then you just start Sorry. sneaking in sort of pieces of what you need, and you know, convincing them that it'll help against that guy yeah. too. Oh yeah, I need to drop. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. It, well, if the Empyrean's not out, how the hell am I going to survive the next swing? He's obviously coming at me. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you're in a position to sort of get ahead. So these kind of decks, too, especially Maelstrom, where it is a hated, hated general in hated, hated colors. <laughs> that, uh, all of the bad ones. Yeah, because yeah. it's got all the ramp and it's got all, all the... All the red removal yeah. and all the blue. And it's just... It's like all the all the really degenerate generals are in that Timur mm. color combo. But yeah, uh, Maelstrom is definitely a difficult one to deal with and permanently. Uh, not to beat a dead horse, Gideon's Intervention Nevermore definitely helps. Yep. Again, white is your best friend if you're trying to deal with someone else. 
It may not be able to win as easily as other colors, but if you want to just straight up deal with people's <laughs> shit, yeah. white is a color. Yeah, man. even ruined Halo just to not die to Maelstrom. To Maelstrom, yeah, turns. just choose it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our last one. Uh, I think this was my suggestion. Cause it was. It was a good one. Out there. I don't know if he listens to it, but we play against him all the time. Uh, <laughs> Rune of the Hidden uh, Realm. Um, so I played against this a few times. One I played and it was really, really awful every time you played it. <laughs> uh, other person, I haven't, we've kept them in check, I think enough. There's been a couple times it's been iffy, but, uh, Rune's big thing is, uh, he basically, he taps for, I think it's two and you tap him and he just blinks something. Comes back at the end yes. of the turn. Yeah. It exiles a permanent so, and flickers it back. So he's irritating because... Um, it basically just plays control, it plays ETBs, you swing with your Voltron commander, it just blinks your guy so you can never get him through. Yeah. Um, or he, he blinks just, his blocker if you don't have trample. Yeah, uh, he blinks... Uh, uh, Duplicant, yeah, things, things like exile, that. Uh, eternal witness to get everything back. Yeah. Um, it just becomes irritating. And it's, again, it's like these... Uh, other decks where the longer you ignore it the worse off it is so your your first goal is to make sure everyone else at the table understands that this deck is terrible and that if you first turn soul ring don't come at me yeah rune's still going to be the problem in four turns here um rune also has vigilance which means that he can swing and still flicker yeah so we find again with this one look the only card that really stops is torpor or uh, well, there's, the, or there's the hippogriff or whatever that does it too. To stop ETBs will just about ruin. Rune will have zero ways to do anything. Also, again, it's just going to play like Rex Age. Yeah. So it doesn't the one actually have a card to get rid of it. The one thing about Rune compared to the other two generals, though, is that Rune is an activated ability. So you can run Limvala, you can run Cursed Totem. That's true. So anything that shuts down a Thalia, is it? Is Thalia the one that stops your opponent's. From activating abilities? It's no. Limbala, isn't Limbal, it? Limbal, yeah, yeah, the angel. Thalia brings them in tapped. Um, yeah. So, which is another, actually, not too bad if they're trying to flicker things for an untap or whatever. But uh, the things that stop them from activating abilities, and as Evan said, any sort of torpor effect where things entering the yard don't trigger, uh, are definitely good choices there. Yeah, because it's at the deck probably can't play through. The other one I do is just, again, it's, it's like, as we said, you keep the pressure on. If they don't have a way to copy the ability, if they, thank God, don't have a way to untap them uh, yet, because you've made sure you don't just ignore it, then they can only do it once. So, you know, uh, every time you try to destroy him, he just flickers himself. But if you attack with a big creature and they flicker that and he's tapped, now's your chance to destroy his general. you yeah. got to, like, play smart and sort of, you know, tease them out, make yeah. them think this is the threat, and then go after them. Watch their mana for when they accidentally tap out because they got selfish. Um, but just always be prepared to sort of sneak in something because they're always going to be looking to sort of weasel their way out. Yeah, Rune, uh, Rune also, unfortunately, is a deck that isn't as greedy as the other two I've found. Um, you'll have a more difficult time because it's in Bant, which means they have all the protection and all the ramp and all of the counters. Yeah. Uh, and they don't run, I find anyway, because their combo or what they have on the board instead of what they trigger off the top or the need for running super friends compared to Atraxa or things that have the counters. Rune can run anything. You know, Rune can run ETBs. Rune can run uh, creatures to, you know, do things. It doesn't matter. Like, they don't care. At the end of the day, Rune can run a lot of answers in their deck. Compared to the other two. Yeah, and that's the most difficult thing, is that you'll get frustrated because most things you try to do to them, 
Yeah. It just gets stopped. They can the run other like... frustrating thing is that Rune doesn't tend to play a whole lot of damage. No. So they'll just sort of do their own thing. Yeah. And you just struggle to get rid of them. But they're not doing anything against you. So it's just the game's taking forever. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And most of the time, Rune yeah. doesn't have the other <laughs> shoe to drop, unfortunately. So you realize that around the 40-minute mark that they're not going to win the game. But Or they will, but it'll you. take a really long yeah. time because you'll just run out of things to do. Exactly. But that, but they'll have a handful of counter spells or a handful of artifact removal. So things like uh, Imprison in the Moon and uh, O Ring and things like that aren't going to be as effective in stopping Rune in their triggers as they would be against Atraxa yeah. and Maelstrom because they have the room in their deck, or they should have the room in their deck for those instant removal spells. Yeah, so that's why I said that the, my trick is usually just to have sort of that one two punch or three punch. Of, you know, don't just go one re- one response on your turn. Yeah. You need to have a couple lined up so that they run out of ways to stop you. You also need to convince the board to go against Rune, which is a little bit more difficult because Rune isn't as dangerous looking Yeah, on paper. No, as... it's like, oh, it blinks, who cares? And then once they've got, like, every option to do it... Yeah, all of a sudden they've, you a... know, they've <laughs> panharmoniconed with the Stronic Resonator and Rings of Bright Hearth and all of this garbage and they're just... There's just, oh, this triggered ability triggers twice, and this enters the battlefield and does it twice, and I'm going to bring some yeah. Bright Hearth my activation, and now he's duplicate exiled eight of your creatures. <laughs> and you're like, I told you you should help me. Yeah. Um, That's what happened the first time I played Rune. Yeah. Like, just nobody understood it. I was like, what are we doing? Well, Why? It's, it's a tough journal to grasp. It's almost like Brago, where you when you first read it, you don't see the almost limitless potential of what Yeah, you're like, oh, why do you blink your things? Who cares? Who cares? It's like, well, I come back untapped so I get to use them again. Oh. And then you just see it's a wall full of artifacts. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's no good. We'll talk about him later. But <laughs> yeah. We've hated out most people who have played Brago. Yeah. Don't tend to play them anymore because we've convinced them that they don't have a fun time because everyone turns against them. You're just dead. Either you're going to win... Too quick. Yeah, you come out. You come out strong, and no one can stop you. Or everyone just gives Emerges you a miserable you. time. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody likes that. But uh, but Rune is almost in the same vein, but a little bit less hateful because uh, he can only do it once. And he's a little slower. He's slower. Like Maelstrom's quick. He attracts, also doesn't uh, have any avoidance, mm-hmm. so it's not like he can go over top of you. Like Brago can always get the trigger in as long as yeah. someone doesn't have a flyer. At the yeah. Board. Right, it's like well, oh, you're playing mono red. swinging or anything. So no. there are a lot of just like Pasco. Rune's like probably whatever. swinging because he's a four four with vigilance. I don't think I've ever seen anyone swing Rune. <laughs> the the guy who plays it at our events swung the okay. guys, but only when there's an obvious opening. True. But the other thing about Rune is that you're immediately slapping boots or grease on it. Oh if you're yeah, a Rune definitely. Because <laughs> he's the target of everything. Yeah, and you're just waiting. Because even if you're not a target, like I said before, as soon as you start doing it, you will be the target. Yeah, I wouldn't put Greaves on him because he can't flicker himself. Yeah, true, but I mean... But I'm sure people do it because they don't realize that. But also, how many times are you going to flicker himself compared to flickering it for an ATB? Yeah, you just... Inst- You're only flickering him if you want to save him from a board like Yeah, but I'm sure there's some ETB that gives him pro-red so he doesn't uh, die to the damage or something. And someone just towers the magistrates when you try to equip the boots. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a card I need to get. So good. I always so forget. Good. Anyone yeah. out there who's listening, Tower of the Magistrate goes in every deck. Yeah. Colorless land. Uh, for one, you tap it, tear creature gains protection from artifacts. So Stops their, artifacts. Their Voltron general just loses, <laughs> like just drops all their equipment yeah. and yeah. can't re-equip it. 
Now I'm going to uh, go to equip boots. Response. Yeah. You're not equipping it this turn, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, nobody seems to play it. It's well, like yeah, a $2 card. There's a bunch of lands like that, like uh, Arcane Lighthouse. Yeah, uh, I like that one a lot. Which one is the one? Is that the one that gets rid of Shroud and Hexproof? Yeah, there's a new one that's like... Uh, Detection Tower gets rid of Hexproof only. But it also gets rid of Hexproof on a player. Yes. Which doesn't come up very much, but it does happen. No, you would need Teo or <laughs> or, uh, or the Leyline, I believe, to and give the, yourself Hexproof. Is Teo the Dominara one? No, because there's that the, one too. The War of Spark uh, Planeswalker. Oh, right. The, the, shield, guy, the yeah. shield Mage? Yeah, there's, uh, there's the... There's the Dominera bird that gives oh, everything yeah. else in you. Yeah, Hexproof. Uh, it's very rare. Um, you usually just use it because someone equips boots and then just like lets, their guard, lets their guard down. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, you lose Hexproof, kill your guy. Someone someone <laughs> puts down an asceticism and you really want to get rid of that creature. So you're like, get rid of that Hexproof. Murder. Yeah. And I mean murder as in the black spell because... I love that card because it's what <laughs> Magic just gave up with the like poetic license. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, kill it. Anguish on making. Yeah. Murder. Just murder it. Terror. No, Ter no murder. Just you murder. Kill it. It's There's one dead. that's just going to be dead. Dead. D-E-D. <laughs> dead. That's the next black removal spell I'm calling it right now. It's an M21. D-E-D. No. Two and a black. <laughs> Destroy target creature. Can't be regenerated. Target creature is dead. Dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so we'll probably do this uh, every once in a while. We'll come up with more as we sort of see them again. We sort of pick three that we're currently playing against. And sort of um, popular ones or ones that people do have problems with when they face. Yeah. I don't... To, like, for the life of me, I don't understand. It has to come down to the greed of players. I don't understand how you don't stop a Traxa. In and of it's herself, surprising she sometimes. has no protection. Yeah. So, so it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I've never understood how some games I'll play, and I will keep her on the board for turns. And I was I just know. playing a game, and someone got uh, sort of Truth and Justice, and they sort of swung, and then I yeah. drew, like, Bedevil, and I was like, okay, well, I'll wait and see. And then on their turn, it was like a 10-10, and they're like, <laughs> swing at this guy. And I was like, oh, man, like, I'm just going to gain some brownie points here. Like, <laughs> I'm just killing it. <laughs> Because there's this other spell I want to cast on my turn, and I won't have three up. So I'm just going to kill Traxxas, not even swinging at me. But yeah. this guy's going to be my buddy now. Buddy forever, Because yeah. he's now not at, like, 18 Atraxa commander damage. Well, that's um, the thing about her. You put a sword on her, and all of a sudden, <laughs> she looks dangerous. Yeah. She looks dangerous. Oh, it works. It's like, if I ignore this, it's going to be out of hand. And it always gets there. We're going to move on to our random commander today. Yeah. Uh, I started last week, I believe, and Evan got the shit out of the stick. Oh, so. so bad. I looked it up, though. There's another one. There's another Demir one that makes, like, black, and it's oh. a seven drop. Yes, I hope so. So we're going to wait and see if we get that. All it's, right. like, same set. Let's see if awful. Evan gets it this time. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I got it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Lysia the Sanguine Tribune. Which someone we know has this deck. Yes, so it's a five in Mardu General. Yeah, so uh, this is a weird one. I remember when this came out, I thought it'd be fun, um, but it's a hard to play uh, because it's a seven, eight drop. So five, red, white, black. Uh, it costs one less for every life you've gained this turn. So that's really the trick is you really can't recast unless you get a life gain deck. Uh, it's first strike lifelink. It's a 4-4 four, four, and it has uh, an ability that clearly got neutered somewhere along the way because <laughs> it's pay five life, put three 1-1 one, one counters on this 
card, but you can only activate this once and only on your turn, <laughs> because clearly they realize that if you can just pay five life to get three counters, you just have like a 50-50 every turn. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of weird. Uh, what happens then when someone plays this is they go, uh, pay five life, make it a 7-7, seven, seven, pass, and someone goes, destroy your creature. Yeah, immediately. Like, Great, I just paid five life to gain nothing. Uh, <laughs> but if you're playing properly and you have a bunch of life gain, who cares about your five life? Um but this one's kind of kind of interesting because it it can get out of hand. Um, it does have life link on its also own. Also a vampire. It's also a vampire. Uh, it's kind of like if you didn't want to just play Edgar like aggro, you could do something a little more interesting. This was the general when when that set dropped. There, this was the deck where I thought none of these generals have a cohesiveness to them because it was this. I believe it was the bounty. Uh, yeah, vampire, yeah, ones in there. and it was Edgar, and I thought none of these synchronize with each other. No, because Edgar's well. not a life gain deck. No, but this one clearly has and to the, be. The bounty one is like a removal kind of thing, where you're trying to single like target removal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this one is obviously a wide life gain, like almost Karlov with red. Yeah, and that's sort of it. Is uh, it's got the same ad counters like Karlov. It doesn't quite gain the same amount. No, it can't uh, go lethal in one turn. But. No, so in that way, it's. Probably not as good as Karlov, but it does gain the red. Um, but yeah, so you play it, so you just gain life. All that you red do life gain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you gain life, you make it as big as you can, you swing. The first strike is more useful than you think. Um, yeah, and you just, like, if you're gaining life, uh, you don't have to play commander tax. And well, so the, the, it looks like it costs a lot, but if you built your deck right, he's it's really cheap to get a back. passive life gain is how I'm seeing this. Where like yeah. you would you would essentially play like a couple Hondans and then you get four life a turn. Yeah, or the ones where it's just know? like uh, the the sheep that you gain a yeah, life. Yeah, every uh, Pristine talisman where you tap it and gain, gain a life. A life. So you're just always lowering them a little. Yeah. Um, the other side that I see on this is that you can activate that ability at any point during your turn. It's not sorcery speed. Yeah. So you can swing. And yeah. after they block or declare the blocks, you can activate. Which would be like the smart way to do yes. it. Um, always give it haste, because that's something Karlov, you can only get equipment with red, you got lots of options. Always give it haste so that if it does blow up, yep. you can get around that by being like, ah, we're going to... Another thing you can give it is Spirit Loop. Which one's Spirit Loop? One in a white enchantment that goes on a creature whenever it deals damage, you gain that much life. It's not lifelink, though. Oh, right. It's the one that's before lifelink, so it counts as a separate trigger. trigger. So it just does so both. You gain double. So if he's a 7-7, seven, seven, you gain 14 life. Which, even yeah. if he dies, you can now recast him for minus her for minus 14. I yeah. he's a woman, right? And I would... I think it's a chick. I think it is, too. I'd yeah. probably play this if you get uh, the new War of the Spark one that gives Flash... Or Winding Canyons. Yes. You yeah. get Flash because if you've got ways, like you've got the Soul Sisters to gain life on other people's turn, yep. you can flash it out just when you gained enough life. Yeah. Um, and that would be really helpful uh, because you your biggest thing is you got to get past that five. Yeah, uh, the you eight. Have to, you have to drop that eight. You have to drop that five yeah. so it's just red, white, black. If your deck can always cast it for red, white, black, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, if you could cast it for under five the first four times she dies. You're doing pretty good. And I mean, at that point, you're talking mid to late game, so you should, on a well-built deck, be able to gain enough life, even in one burst, yeah. to recast for that final time. Yeah. Things like, the thing keeping my beacon of immortality, things like that, to double your life, count as life gain. Yes. So, they so will... So they'll drop your commander tax. By a significant <laughs> amount. Yes. Uh, even if you're at 10, you double it to 20, now it's reduced by 10, so you're recasting it the fourth time. Yeah. Um, so, 
So doing the scale, hate. Uh, I don't think you'll get much hate because you don't see this one out and people will usually see the eight drop and think you're insane of like, what are you doing? And they'll see the, you can only do it once a turn and say, you're not a big threat. It is a vampire though. If it hangs out for a couple turns, uh, it can get pretty big pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, you got that, uh, what's the one everyone drops with New Henny, the uh, artifact when things die. You can get lots of counters. Um, there's lots of ways you can get lots of counters. There's lots of ways you can make it big. Um, people will probably underestimate it. Uh, smart people will figure out a way to stop you from gaining life. Yeah. So they just don't have to deal with you. Erebos um, is your worst enemy. Oh, yeah. You're just... <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> well, not... You got whites. So you might be able to find a way out of there. Well, the thing about this, Mice. too, is that, like, I don't know if you're running a tribal, so if you're not running a tribal, then you don't have to worry about what creatures you put in it, so you can put smart creatures in it, and then removal. I'd probably more go removal in Voltron as hard as you could. <sighs> Voltron, though, it doesn't so have vigilance, right? Way. Yeah. You could give it vigilance somewhere, but... I mean. If we're just talking uh, about giving it... Yeah, it. sure, sure. <laughs> like, there's a card for everything, so we could... Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got flying, so... The politics. Sense, yeah. We'll move on. Politics. Uh, politics. Um... It is an Orzov, like, maybe you can get a bit. Uh, you're mostly playing a pretty straightforward, just, like, Voltron or Aggro deck. Um, there's not a whole lot that you have to deal with other people. You more have to deal with your own board to get your life gain engine going, so I don't think you politic too much. Um, yeah, beyond the usual the stuff, so, like, like a one, because inherently the general doesn't cause politics. Yeah. Uh, and the color, I mean, really, Orzov can be political, but not too much. No. We're not talking blue here. Um, uh, fun. Fun. I'd give it like a two because I think you trying to balance all your life gain stuff and you making a big vampire and having fun with that is you you can make an enjoyable deck that isn't sort of straightforward and does yeah. itself, but that you actually do have to think about. In my mind, she's not a top tier. You're no. not gonna you're not gonna come out swinging where people are gonna be exceptionally fearful. So you're gonna slip under the radar for a bit. And if you don't play it vampire tribal and you sort of drop the efficiency. Little bit, you. I feel you can definitely come in under the radar for some pretty sweet wins with this deck. Yeah, where people just won't expect the kill. I said when when it dropped, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, like it clearly has some downsides, but I think you can have some fun building it. Yeah, I mean, it would be the most unplayable pile of garbage if it didn't have that reduction. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have to use yeah. that reduction. All right. Well, that was a, that was a pretty good general. Let's yeah. So we'll get a bad one because it's always what happens. Here we go. Uh, oh, oh, we got two decent ones yes. now. Ayula, the queen among bears, took five episodes to not get a straight uh, trash oh. one on one of the picks. So two two uh, for two. Come on, everyone knows bear tribal. Everybody knows bear tribal, but we're just gonna read it off just in case. Whenever another bear enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Put two plus one plus one counters on target bear or target bear you control. Bites target creature you don't control. Yeah. The beauty about that is that it's not the bear coming to play that's triggering, uh, that has to do the fighting. Yeah, you just pick anyone, so you can just beef up one bear and then just make it fight everyone. If I have ever seen a general that demanded tribal yes. <laughs> more than any other general in the game, <laughs> Ayula, the queen of my bears, demands that you, there's almost no other way to play her apart from playing tribal. Because her power will only trigger on bears. Yeah, so... She's in mono green, so you can't conspiracy. You are playing you can, you bears. Should play, you should definitely play uh, the Changeling Colossus. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah. Because that would be a pretty good target to fight things when you can just double its power. And pro-black. <laughs> and pro-black. And like, oh. Kill all your black creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. So she's, she's awesome. 
I will be honest. I built a gore claw uh, about six or eight months ago. Yeah, back when everyone was wishful for a bear. Deck. Yeah, yeah, and I, so I felt the need to not build Ayula, but no one's built it yet. I know. I think it's we, been long our enough. Our play group is a lot of people who are like, well, and then they decide, and then someone's like, I claim it, and then people fight, but usually no one cares. No one cares, and no one's built it yet, so I feel that this may be my time to uh, my, my swing us- back. My usually problem is I don't like building commanders when clearly uh, the price of everything has spiked because of it, because I just... Kale Bears is like ten dollars. I know. Two two island. I was just like, I'm not paying ten bucks for a card that was worth a dollar three weeks ago. Uh, so that's my issue. You just wait. But They'll yeah, drop. but I I do think it's fun. It's green, so green can always do whatever it wants because you yeah. can ramp. So you've got no worries. You can recast Alula like a million times. You, Who cares? You will have enough. I guarantee that if your green deck <laughs> gets a good draw. You'll have enough mana to recast Ayula three times before you cast her once. Because you'll be too busy ramping before you actually cast her. Yeah, like, because a 2-2 two, two for 2, you don't have to cast her until you have bears. Your biggest problem is just your bears aren't great, and there's you're limited by how many there are. Yeah. So well, there's words wilding. There's ways to get bears, in there. you know? Uh, there's, 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 a, there's Bearscape. Bearscape, or, there is. Uh, Land's Bear Edge, or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of bear effects. It's uh, bear necessities. So, but again... Which is what I would call the deck. What I like is in a, a commander is one that... It's got a couple things you can do. And this one, like, every time you play a bear, you've got to make a decision. And that makes it more fun. Yeah. Because you've really got to think it through. And you've got a lot of utility here. You can fight things, so it's got removal. Yeah. Your problem's board wipes. Again. Because if your whole board gets wiped, you have to start over the again. The 2-2 two, two, two is beautiful. The fact that you don't have to pick the bear that comes into play. So like you said, you can play the changeling and then just sit it there as your bear fighter. Yeah. And whenever another bear comes into play, <laughs> he just beats the shit out of another creature. And you just double its power when you need to and kill whatever you need to. Oh, you got a 10-10 over there? Well, I'll just do it twice. Yeah. Um... And you're in green, so you're ramping hard. Like, I would build this the most rampalish deck in the world. It would have, like, Mana Reflection and Zendikar Resurgent, and I would just produce bears constantly. I would also make sure, because there's not a whole lot of bears, is to play all the, uh, like, Seasons Pass, like the Get Things Out of Your Graveyard oh, yeah, cards, yeah, 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 yeah. because you're going to need to cycle them so that when you get board wiped, you're like, well, that's fine, I just get them all back all to back. hand, and I've ramped so much, I just play them all. Yeah. And there's no stopping me, because there's there's quite a few green cards that do that, or just, like, put a bunch of them into your deck. Well, you can hand. run Bow and Nylea, which will put one on the four on the bottom. Uh, I believe it's four. Uh, or one. can't remember. It's effect does something. Uh, Gaia's Blessing, which also doubles as a stopping you from being milled. Yep. Um, and then there's just things like regrowth and stuff where you just, you just simply put them back, back on just, top yeah. or whatever, reclaim. So there's all sorts of options to just get your bears back into play. And just, just... Uh, would you play Coat of Arms? Because I know we have a strong no. hate for this card. Never Because people arms. play it wrong never. constantly. It's a... I feel like if you're playing bears, you're going to just have to. Now, you know what? It's going to make that fight ability much better. It could blow up in your face like That's it a problem. does. So you're playing bears, and if you stick to the tribal, you have no reach. So all it takes is one guy playing three flyers that are the same. All it takes is one vampire yeah. deck, and you die. <laughs> yeah. Or one locust god hits play, and then you're uh, dead. Door of Destinies, you definitely need to put in there. Yeah, things like that. I put Door of Destinies, Metallic Mimic, things like that that are going to boost my my creatures. Gaia's yeah. Anthem, I put that, you know, uh, the Vanquisher's Banner. Anthems. 
Yeah. It's a good one. Like things that just give a static bump, but I would not run things <laughs> like probably fair. You know. I feel like if you're playing bears, you might as well go all in, but you'll probably lose more games because of the than you win. I'd run Gauntlet of Power. Oh uh, really? In green. Yeah. Because that's my go to in red. Well, I just give the plus the one to all my bears. Now they're three threes. Sure, yeah. With Vanquisher Banners with four fours, <laughs> Cage Thunder five fives, all of a sudden you're just poking things to death. With a big bear. It's it's amazing in a tribal deck just how big you can make things very quickly. Well, and uh, you look I'll at like a mono. Where you just get 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, that's a great one too. And you can tap the bears to pay for yeah. it. Um, and you're looking at monocolored, so you can really streamline. You don't have to worry about mana fixing. You know, you might, if you have $1,100, you can worry about a guy's blessing. Uh, <laughs> guy's cradle. The guy's cradle, yeah. sorry. Uh, if you, you know, if you have 10 bucks, you can worry about the Itmalok. Uh, uh, growing Rights cradle. of Elmok, because someone was asking us how to get it cheap, and we were like, you buy a Growing Rights you of Elmok, so you get guys right. better. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, you're really just like pumping out the bears, I feel, and, and the other side of this deck is I feel you can get carried away too much with bears. You'd literally just go to Gatherer and type in bears and then put all 38. Yeah, because they're all terrible. So but you <laughs> got to save room in this deck for the green removal that you need to run. Like, yeah. But, if uh, you don't run Crotion Grip, you're playing it wrong. Yeah, and, uh, and Beast Within. Uh, erratic Portal should be in this deck. You One, could, yeah. bounce your own bear. Play it. Recast it. Again. Fight again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely needs to be a bear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for fun... I'm going to start with fun because this is a three. This is my first three sure, yeah. that I'm handing out. I mean, you're just beating people to death with bears. Goreclaw is also a bear, I may yeah. point out. Your downside is that a lot of the bears are vanilla, but... Pale bears have island walk, baby. But I feel like the thrill of finally playing bears will overshadow uh, the vanilla-ness, and you'll still have tons of fun. Just snapping down a white-bordered grizzly bear is going to be my favorite part <laughs> true. of it. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, dropping the mic uh, and actually getting something out of it like hate that's... you're not going to get hated out of a game you're going to get hated out of a game as much as any mono green deck gets hated out there'll yeah. be a bit of caution against you because you will be ramping most likely and anyone who ramps hard if you've got a 10-10 bear out that can fight things people will start to look at you but until then and even then they'll just blow up your commander so you can't fight anything and if you're just building this for fun then you're not running like any crazy green tricks you know, but if you're building it for for real, then people might be looking at you for like the greater goods or anything like that. Or sure, yeah, you know. But I I don't think you'll take a whole lot of hate. People will like, try for have, the hordes. Have some fun. The only hate you'll get is accidental destruction due to board wipes targeting mostly other but people. But you can blame people, and then they'll they'll be sorry. Sure. You're like you just killed all my bears, man, and they'll be like, "I'm sorry, man. I had to deal with that mess. Yeah. I'm sorry your bears had to die." I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll <laughs> let you build back up. Yeah, um, and I, I guess that's the politics of it. This one actually, because you can fight a creature, you have a lot of politics because you've got a lot of say of like, when I drop this, this five five is gonna hit things. Do I have to kill your guy, yeah. or are you gonna be smart about this? Yeah, um, you uh, get to pull a couple punches. Having a Vidalcan Ori in this deck would be hilarious too. That's true because you can flash <laughs> bears in and then just kill things on the flash. Just be like, "Are you gonna swing at me with that?" Because I wouldn't. I have a few <laughs> bears in hand. That'd be uh, good. Uh, so for for hate, you're I'm gonna go with a one, uh, one and a half. We'll go with because green does always take a bit more hate than most mono decks. Uh, I put it at second probably for hate behind blue. Yeah, that's um, and then for politics. Really, the only politics is browbeating and bullying. With, yeah, like you say, with the bears, where it's, it's like, like a, a am two, I going to kill your thing with these yeah. bears, or am I not? There, there's 
There's a bit, so I give it a two because it like one and a half. It off. If we're only going on a one to sure. three, our scale isn't. I'm, I'm giving it one point three five. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Maybe three seven. Maybe three seven. Uh, but yeah, I would give it somewhere between a one and a two because I don't feel it's like a halfway deck for politics. Your only politic is literally threatening people or offering yeah. to kill something for people. Yeah, that's it. And as soon as your board's gone, you've got nothing. You can run right of flourishing. You run cards that helps everyone, but at the end of the day, you're not politicking in a mono green deck. <laughs> Apart. You don't tend to. No. You're, 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 this deck is strictly for the fun of playing all of the bears yep. that have been gathering dust in your box yep. and sitting down at that shop that hasn't looked recently and buying them for 25 cents <laughs> instead right. of $10. Uh, and then running them in a deck for one day and then putting this deck away. That's how I feel that this deck is going to go. You think you'll get bored of it? I don't think you'll get bored. I think you'll just... You'll just play it once and be like that was awesome and then like a serious <laughs> game will happen and you'll say i should probably play something that's going to play a little smoother maybe yeah it's definitely not the the biggest threat now maybe they'll they'll uh they'll make new bears because mother bear is kind of interesting and, if you draw escape is so maybe they'll drop a couple more and a year from now we'll be like this deck's amazing but if you do you're do the limited plus two. by crappy bears so if you do the do the two plus one plus one counters on the bear that interest play Sure, with every, doubling, with doubling season, of course. Even without doubling well season, you might as well. But yeah, <laughs> even without doubling season, they're four fours, which means when Gorklaw enters play, you are serious now because he gives right, them all plus one plus one to trample. That's true. That's so true. now all of a sudden you are a threat. Yeah, when Gorklaw swings, <laughs> they have that concordant crossroads to give it, them haste. You might as well. <laughs> they're not living another turn. I could I could see this being a pretty easy primal surge deck. That's true. Whenever yeah. another bear wow, enters be play, that'd be rough. You're just like. 24 triggers on the stack? <laughs> Shall we begin? Yeah, I'll make that guy 12, and then he'll just fight for the rest of the trigger. <laughs> well, I guess he'll, he'll die because he'll take damage. but Eventually he'll um, die, yeah. Then yeah. you just make a new one to fight everything. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, so so this would be a pretty fun Primal Surge deck. <laughs> People would laugh. I would. Uh, all right, so we're going to get on to our, our homework, oh, I guess. Oh, the homework, the homework. Who wants to start with the homework? Uh... I'll start. I, I was going to say, the bush. last time it went you, me, you, because you did double homework. That's right, because I am a keener. Uh, so I had uh, Aminitu. Aminatu? I, people will probably all pronounce it differently. But. Plot Veritu, whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, the, it's the Esper Planeswalker the from last Something week. Weaver. Yeah, yeah. So she year. is, let's look her up as we're talking. She is the Planeswalker that came out in 2017? 2018? Yeah, the last, the last 2018. Year, so 2018 yeah. uh, in the Enchantment one, mostly used to Miracles or to, uh, it's basically Top Deck Matters and Blinking. Um, the Fate Shifter. Aminato. We're all wrong. Aminato the Fate Shifter. So she is a three-drop Esper. Uh, comes into play with three loyalty on her. Her plus one is draw a card, then put a card from your hand on top of your library. Her minus one is exile another target permanent you own, then return it back into play under your control. And then her minus six is the one that I had to build around. Yes, because nobody does it because no. there'd be a monster to do it. So I want to see what kind of monster you've become. I went pretty mainstream. <laughs> so choose left or right. Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Aminatu, uh, the fate shifter controlled by the player in, in the, the chosen, chosen direction. direction. So, so you just steal all non-land permanents from yeah. a person to your left or right, and you continue The thing to the keep board. in mind is that it isn't a push them to left. If you choose left, it's they take from the left. Yeah, and that's where everyone will be confused. Yeah. Said I play Order of Succession in my Tanifa deck, and everyone's like, I go like left. They're like, oh, we grab. It's like, no, I take yours from the and left. Then, da, 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 and then everything shifts right. Yeah. And no one makes any sense of it. So this is a shift 
into that direction. So it's yeah. not a it's not a pass things to the right. It's a take things from the right. So uh, he wanted me to build. No one ever builds it for that. They always build it for the top power. Yeah, and just to be in and, in, and the flicker and the flicker it's for the two of them. Yeah, and they'll do things like Gilded Drake is a classic play where they're Gilded Drake your shit and then flicker it, and then the Gilded Drake your other shit, and yeah. then I'll get my miracle card I accidentally drew somewhere along the way, and I'll put it on and top it on so I'll drive. Yeah, so uh, Evan wanted me to run this with the shift everything to the left and the right. So I would build it in the following way. So first off, you're an Esper, so I'm running all of the tutors. So, sure. Mystical Tutor. Got all of them, basically. Merchant Scroll, Idyllic Tutor, Enlightened tutor, tutor, all of the Black Tutors. Yep. For, because I need three cards. Okay. So I need... Well, you don't want anything on the board, so you might as well play instant. You want everything games. on the board. Here's the okay. beauty of this. <laughs> all so, right. Because my thought was just play nothing. That, Somehow I'll give someone nothing. My original thought <laughs> was doing that, but I'm going to red herring people. I'm going okay. to tell them it's going one way, it's going to go another. So my play is... Isochron Scepter, Narset's Reversal, Teferi's Protection. <laughs> okay. So I have a huge board state out that everyone's jealous of. I'm building up to minus six. I trigger her minus six ability and choose right. With okay. that on the stack, I phase all my shit out of play. <laughs> <laughs> I bounce Teferi's okay. Protection to my hand with Narset's Reversal. So you can do it in the future, sure. And now they give me all their stuff. And that asshole gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is about the most monstrous thing you can do. <laughs> the best part about this play is that my shit will phase back in. I'll still have their stuff. Yeah. And then when I do boards. it again, I'll just keep Oh, right. You'll just eventually steal everything on the board. Everything will be mine. How many games do you think you can get with this deck before no one plays with you? You're going to do one. <laughs> the problem is you're just going to get hated to death. The first time this happens... So first off, there'll be people at the table who will realize what you're doing immediately by the Narset's Reversal play. They'll be like, well, fuck you. Right. I mean, that's even without knowing where it's going. That on Isochron is pretty rough. You're already a dickbag for playing that. So you're <laughs> already at the lowest common denominator for putting a Narset's Reversal on an Isochron set. Yeah. The fact that you're about to phase out and be untouchable <laughs> and gain everyone else's permanence. And the best part is, is that their permanence won't be phased out. So they'll just be sitting there with a board state that you don't care about. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and the other thing is, once you've pulled it off once, everyone else has traded stuff, so they can't do anything effectively. And to if stop people have their the generals out, time. they're out of sync. They don't know what to do. Yeah, if they don't have the general, they probably don't have the mana base to cast it. You're if not they gonna, do. They've lost it. Yeah, you're not going to trade while fair, you're phased yeah. out. So even if they swing at you and you have a creature to kill their general, you're just going to let it go because <laughs> your life total can't change while you're phased out. Right. So. It's a really dirty play, I thought. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I hadn't ever <laughs> I hadn't considered that in any way. Yeah. So my first thought was doing things like uh what's that one called? Um the benevolent offering. You know, you get three one ones. Right. I, I know we were talking about that of like Zed Drew, like the yeah. the delusion of grandeur or whatever. Yeah, things like that where I'll give it to you people. and then they die. But yeah. then I thought a, a way worse thing to do is to just make people think they're going to get good stuff and then yank it out of their hands. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get a... This would be a one-off. And the thing is, you start at three, so if you don't miss a land drop, by the time you get to the point where you can alt, uh, you will have enough mana to activate that and should have one or two left over for a counterspell if someone tries to fuck with you. Right, or you can get uh, Rings of Bright Hearth. You can double the trigger. And Jesus. You can... <laughs> Jesus. Although I guess you'd have to give away your second 
thing. You just really you'd have to keep sliding. You could really <laughs> screw the board up with that. You yeah. could just keep because you'd trace protection, gain the person to like your left, but then you have to pass that along afterwards. If you <laughs> you could create this like really intricate combo where you've duplicated rings of brighthurst, then you could choose where it stops, almost like a wheel of four, oh, like spinning a fun. wheel. So you'd be like. I trigger it three times. I think it's these. <laughs> or you could just have picked right instead of left to <laughs> oh, do whatever. You pick left three times. Who cares? It's the fun part. <laughs> pick differently. Yeah. Uh, this one, I, oh no, I guess the same trigger. Roll so a dice. Odd, that. you go that way, even, you go that way. And you just do that three times to see where you land. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's a brutal one. That's how I. So really, the build is just getting to those cards. So the, the only problem is. You just that. have to play responses so people can't kill Abinato. Your whole deck is just the greasiest, maybe the 15 greasiest creatures and enchantments. You got like uh, Consecrate Sphinx and Yeah, uh, and things like Tide Tyrant, Tyrant and like sure. things like that where you're just like these are just bullshit cards, Brian. And then responses. Like all responses and tutors. Uh, this would be where you'd play uh, Celebrity and Decree of Silence would be in this deck. Oh, 100%. <laughs> just lock them out, steal all their stuff. It's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's true. Actually, once you trigger it once, if you have that combo out, they can cash it on their turns, but as soon as it comes back to your turn, they can't interfere with whatever you're doing, and you can just continuously phase away. Yeah, but what I'm saying is once you've switched everyone's stuff, they really won't be able to do anything. They'll have a land base for the wrong cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. They'll essentially <laughs> be playing for second place at that point. Yeah. Because every time you phase in, if you have the decree and solemnity phase in with you, yeah, they can't do anything on your turn. No, and you just <laughs> they can't do anything <laughs> if you're not phased out. Uh, yeah, this would be. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see someone attempt this uh, yeah. because it would yeah. just be awful. It would just it would just be a hateful thing to do. Like just a so hateful thing. We to do, do know someone who plays this deck. Please suggest it to them. I will. I will shoot him a text <laughs> as soon as we're done here, actually. I didn't want to do it till we had finished the cast, because I was like, I, I'm going to keep this one right here. You should just you should see see how people react to this <laughs> I should. There's a friend of ours who might have the pieces for it. I might see if he'll lend them yeah. to me to build it. Like I have some of them, it, yeah. but I want to like get all of the good. The good well, you'd have to. You couldn't half-ass this deck, no. because you're going, to, you're going to take some haze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as it happens. You're out. Well, first off, as soon as it happens, you win. Yeah. If it's if there's no response that stops it, you can't be stopped, most likely, at that point. Because it's a five-mana combo that you can, can you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need to do the M&E to. You just need to keep casting Teferi's Protection and bouncing it to your hand with Narset's Reversal. Yeah. And then you can't be touched. No. Now, the only <laughs> flip side of that is if someone across the table drops Solemnity Decree... Now you're in trouble. <laughs> it's true. You don't tend to see that, but you yeah. have to shift the board of M and E to it till it comes to you. Yeah, that's when you're gonna need the multiple triggers. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So on, on a on a less <laughs> terrible note, uh, mine was to make Omnath Locus of Rage the Gruel Omnath, uh, the most popular one, I guess. Uh, but not have it be land based was pretty much. You said like, was, oh, less than forty lands. But I basically just took it as like, look, don't. Don't play land. Yeah, don't play land recursion. Uh, And honestly, this one, I was sort of surprised you don't see this because, like, the deck's the same every time. So I was really surprised when I just started looking into it and it was like, Omnath just triggers on any elemental, not even the tokens. Yeah, anything Why why don't people just play elementals? Why are they so pigeonholed into just playing land? Like, you can just play elementals and just get the bonus of, you want to play fetch lands 
fine and get extra triggers, but and you want to ramp as normal, but don't go hard into it. Uh, this does remind me, though, I have an, uh, before I get to mine, an infinite question for you. Oh, yeah? Because someone played against it. Now, if I was smart, I would have looked up this card, but I'm going to describe it to you anyway. <laughs> uh, it was an enchantment. So, to me, it doesn't feel like it's infinite, but I'm, it has to be. Is it the one that digs to the deck? You, sac- you pay one, you sack a creature, yeah. and you get to look for a basic land and put it in play tapped. And the guy I was playing against commented that if he had an amulet of vigor, then he could just keep going. Is that infinite? Because when you come in with a land, Omnath triggers and makes a creature. You pay one, sack the creature. You get a land that allows you to pay one. So you keep going until you run out of basic lands. So according to the rules of the shop you play at, that would be considered That's It, it feels weird because you're clearly like, you've got like, I don't know, You'll 20, get all your basics. 20 basic lands, yeah. then you run out. I've gotten more off like Traverse the Outlands. But yeah. it is just sort of, you can just keep going. And usually our rule for infinite is, can you just keep doing this? Ignore resources. Ignore, like, I run out of cards in my deck. So in theory, ignore, I run out of basics eventually. Well, because we follow it the just same theory as, as if you draw infinitely, you know, there is yeah. there is an infinite or finite amount of draws you can have. Yeah. Because you're going to run out of cards. But that's what Lab Maniac does. So under the rules of the the tournaments that we play in, that is an infinite combo because yeah. you will just keep doing it. Yeah, you'll just keep triggering left. it and yeah. whatever. And yes, you could stop it if you had some way to do it. The same thing but, came up in the the Rurikthar deck we used to play that runs abundance or overabundance, the card that can you name land or not. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, he had a way to just go through his whole deck and get every land. <laughs> sure. And it was like fifty-three land or something stupid. So you know, he argued that it wasn't infinite. The ruling was that according to the style, that that the, the spirit. Yeah, it's just can you can you trigger this effect endlessly, regardless of resources? So yes. ignore finite resources. I will eventually run out of this. Can you just keep doing this forever? Can, yeah, yeah. Then it's infinite. Yeah, and that's what this one is. Is well, since your land comes into play on taps, it just you can going. just do this until you just run out of cards. So ignoring the resources, you can just keep doing this forever. Assuming you could put lands back into your deck, which there are ways to do that, <laughs> sure. you could just keep doing that yeah. technically forever. So anyway, uh, so I saw that one. I just wanted to. Yep. Go back to our infinite hey. hate and just talk about it because <laughs> I said it was like I'm pretty sure this is infinite. I mean, it doesn't feel that way because it's you're definitely going to run out fairly quickly. Yeah. But yeah. it is according to our definition. So, uh, all right. So, so Omnath. Um, so basically, it was just elementals. Um, so looking at how elementals work, um, it basically the deck turns into uh, make elementals and sack them, which isn't. That strange again because Omnath always has sack outlets anyway, so it's really strange that you just yeah. don't see these cards. So the first one was Temp with Vengeance. You just make X uh, one one elementals. If someone's stupid enough to take your offer, then unless they're playing the game. Omnath as well, yeah. they're not dumb enough to take. Your uh, offer. And and you keep them, but with Omnath, everyone that dies is a bolt, so you've got one ones, and if you have. 12 mana, you make 11 of them, that's 33 damage. <laughs> and you just sack them to, you play Goblin Bombardment like it usually has, or Ashnod's Altar, or Phyrexian Altar, again, like Omnath usually Altar has. Altar of Dementia. Altar of Dementia. You just throw those in there. And so, again, I was looking this up, and I was really confused why no one just plays this way. I've never seen these. Yeah. I just sort of didn't pay enough attention to realize that Omnath isn't like, when an elemental token, like, it's specifically... Created by Omnath. 
The thing is, because that's like, how everyone plays it. Is when this specific one dies, yeah. they do it. I've people never lean seen into the one. landfall, and I, I always think to myself, there are easier ways to create elementals and better yeah. elementals to play. Yeah, there's... where's your silver blade elemental? It gets you a forest. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of good elementals. So other ones, uh, elemental mastery, I thought would be funny. It's the, uh, the equipment that when you tap, you make X one one elementals where X is the power. So Omnath on its own makes five. Again, just sack them all. And do 15. Away you go. Seems better than uh, swinging. Yeah. Um, Firecat Blitz. Which has been errated to make elemental cats. Again, it's it's two red and X make one ones. They're exiled at the end of the turn, so you have to have a sack outlet. Flashback if you want to sack all your mountains. Again, have, <laughs> you just get a pilot. It's, you know, it's effectively like X plus two. Like, you just yeah. do three damage. Uh, the summoner from Ixalan, I won't begin to try to figure out how to pronounce it. Um no, Where yeah. if you have a send, you make keep the counters, but when it attacks, again, you pay a red and X, and you make 1-1 one, one elementals. Yep. Well, no one's going to block them with all math out, so that's free damage. Yep. And then you just sack them all. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't see these in decks. I was really confused. Uh, and then if you want to just be a total dickbag, play Vicious Shadows, because why not at this why point? Why <laughs> not? I mean, that's also a question that I ask myself with any sack outlet deck. Vicious Shadows going to be in my Mons deck, because yeah, um, why not? Damn straight, it's in my Zada. Oh, it's so good when someone's like, uh, you know, I blow up the board. Cool, I have eight Vicious Shadow Traders. Well, what, is, what does that do? Well, how many cards are in your hand? Five. Well, it's going to kill you. What do you mean? Response. <laughs> Sudden shock on the stack. Start producing mana with my Scourge Prospector. <laughs> You're all dead with no response. Yeah, uh, it's a good card. It's a downside. Oh, so you a, should put that in your mom's seven. deck. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, it's going in there. It's a seven drop, but Omnath. No, no. Which Sudden one? shock. Uh, I don't know Sudden Shock off the top of my head. Sudden Shock is a sudden spell. It's just shock. It's just two red. damage? It's two damage, split second though. Yeah. So while it's on the stack, no one can respond except with mana abilities. Skirk Prospector oh. and Ashen Adulter are both mana abilities. Okay. So you yeah, can maybe I do sack do goblins <laughs> and no one can respond by trying to empty their hand. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Normally, I target myself with the Sudden Shock so also no one can scoop or die inadvertently. Right, well, I have the rule that I don't think you should be allowed to scoop at sorcery. You could only scoop at sorcery speed, but that's a different topic to we'll, talk about. We'll, we'll talk about the things me and Evan disagree on in episode <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that was pretty straightforward. So then I thought, um, if you're going to do this, how could you just sort of lead into like utter utter insanity? Uh, so mine was Lifeline. Uh, <laughs> which, a good one. Which I managed to get a Japanese one for really cheap recently. Um uh, don't know what to do with it, because it's a bizarre card. Put it into so, Omna. Maybe. I debated <laughs> that I should throw this together, because I basically have all these cards. <laughs> uh, so Lifeline is a card that clearly was a mistake, and the, you have to look up the real text, because the text on the card doesn't make any sense, which is why it's fine that I have a Japanese version. Essentially what it is, is when a creature goes to the graveyard, not when it dies, it has to actually hit the graveyard. If there's another creature on the board, then it will return at the end step. But it's weird because it's hit the graveyard, not a death trigger. And it's weird because it's a delayed trigger. Yeah. It actually, it triggers when it hits the graveyard, but it doesn't do anything to the... And so everything can die later, yeah. but it'll still come back. But it's a global effect. So it's not just you. It's everybody. Though the original printing talks about your graveyard that's been eroded. Um, it's like so the kismets and stuff where it's a yeah. target opponent. It's now all opponents. Yeah, so this is... The problem is basically nothing dies unless everything dies. Uh, so I thought... Well, there's all those elementals that I love, like Ball Lightning, 
which die. So what the ball lightning will get confusing because when ball lightning dies at the end of your turn, it's missed the lifeline trigger, so it won't <laughs> come back till the next turn. Um, but with Omnath out, it just gets you three damage. Or if you want to go full on uh, Force of Savagery, it just straight up dies. Every time. But then with lifeline, just comes back at the end of every turn and, and just dies someone for three damage. <laughs> On its own, no mana, just straight up just dies immediately. <laughs> so if you there's about like eight or nine elementals like that that uh, people will start looking for ways to just remove your graveyard or get rid of this artifact because you'll just start bolting everything randomly um, and you'll get them all back. And then because you why not at that point lightning coils is a card I've always oh, yeah. wished to That's put a in the deck. Too, yeah. When a non-token creature dies, you put a counter on it. If on your upkeep it has five or more counters, remove all counters and make a three-one elemental with haste uh, equal to the number of counters, and then I think you remove it from the game at the end of the turn. So if you pull off this force of savagery ball lightning combo, <laughs> your lightning coil is gonna have a ton of things. You'll just sack them all on your turn. And basically Omnath just sort of does its own thing at that point. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything's dying and coming back and just bolting and you don't have to do anything anymore. It's a constant loop. It's just amazing. <laughs> It'll just be a weird reanimation. I'd like to see that deck versus Aminatu's <laughs> to fairy protection deck. And so it's just like response, try to bolt you to death before you can do this. Yeah, it was <laughs> really confusing. So so that's my, like, what's the weirdest way you can play Omnath? But also, it probably could work. Because you still get all the land triggers, so it's not like you're not getting the five fives. You're just also leaning heavily into, just, I mean, tokens. I think both I our decks could work. I think mine yeah. is a dirtier deck. Yeah, I mean, this but, one is, like, just bizarre. But overall, I think that that would probably win more because you're just going to have it happen. Like Unless you stop Omnath. You can't stop what's occurring. Yeah, but it's no worse than a regular Omnath deck where, again, all they have to do is stop Omnath. Regular Omnath decks are slower. Like you said, everyone leans into Landfall, and yeah, they do the whole scapeshift bullshit, but you counter that spell, and then it's over. Yeah. And then they're just recurring one or two land or three land a turn, and it looks intimidating. But that does, like, 20 a turn all the time. <laughs> if you could pull off this Leyline combo, yeah. short, if no one had a way to destroy artifacts or wipe Leyline the board entirely. It wouldn't be bad in that deck either. The green Leyline that makes it so creatures can't be countered. Yeah. Then you can never lose on math to counters. Yeah. Uh, then you just sit back and watch as everyone gets really confused by all your creatures coming back and dying yeah. constantly. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. You could also run uh, You could run the new uh, Jaya. So they actually bolt for four damage. Yes. Because they're all from a red source. Also in Mons. Well, it has to be. Because <laughs> that's double way, too, way too good. <laughs> way too good. Gum yeah. Bombardment, that's four damage. Yeah, I know. And then you just put out, like, gratuitous violence. and It's uh, actually really violent. For yeah, Furnace of Wrath, and things get out six, of control really quickly. Six, twelve at that point. If you have a Furnace of Wrath, it's twelve. Without Furnace of Wrath and gratuitous violence, it's six. So this deck is like uh, Sunbird's Invocation. Uh, Apex of Power. Uh, and then like double spells uh, and just wheels and just like really just grind through your deck as let's <laughs> just call it storm I made like Kazool storm because Kazool just defends its problem is it eventually just sort of was like uh, I could make 50 mana but nothing I got nothing to do with to it, do with it. No. at least with Mons there's a trigger on him That's like so I can just sack creatures and make more creatures so I figure it'll work a little better and then it's just all the like make 1-1 one, one goblin like instance uh, I played against a uh, Brutaclad deck that made 137 <laughs> Gilded Lotuses. I think Brutaclad's hilarious and not enough <laughs> people play him. <laughs> well, I like the idea of making making like 30 Staff and Nins yeah. and then killing someone before you draw yourself to death. 
because that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, there's so much stupid stuff you can do with Verticlad. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. That's episode five in yep. the bag. We'll be back next week with, uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but if you have any decks you want us to look at or any ideas. Or any suggestions for things to talk about. Yep. Uh, I said I want to talk about at some point, like, cards I refuse to play. I don't think Brian has any. I have I a couple. We can do that. We'll do that next um, week. So it'll probably be next week, so unless someone gives a suggestion, uh, there's, there's other other ones we have sitting on the at back some burner, point but... me and ever are going to talk about the differences in our play style since we yeah. had a few disagreements <laughs> here today about how we go about business yeah um, but yeah so hopefully we'll uh, we'll come back with some ideas again uh facebook edh rect uh we're on spotify we're on podbean and uh, you can email us email. at edh rect at gmail.com perfect all right See have a good week. week.